made for autistic people, parents and carers of kids on the autism spectrum. This is a different brilliant with Orion Kelly. No two autistic people are the same. Open conversations that inform and engage a better place for autistic An aspect people. podcast focusing on the strengths, interests and aspirations of the autistic community. Welcome to a different brilliant. Thank you so much for listening to A Different Brilliant. I'm your host, Orion Kelly. I'm autistic. Now, my purpose is to inspire, inform, and entertain you through focusing on the strengths, interests, and aspirations of the autistic community. Open, open, honest, and engaging conversations on autism. A Different Brilliant with Orion Kelly. To learn more, catch up on the episodes, or send us a message, like the Aspect page on Facebook, or visit autismspectrum.org.au. Now, on this episode, we are exploring the topic of autism-specific education. My guest is Marianne Gosling, the National Director of Aspect Education. Marianne, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Now, there's a lot to get through on this podcast. And I thought I'd kind of get the ball rolling by, I don't know if it's like a hot button question or a controversial question (laughs) or whatever it is. Children on the autism spectrum, this is from my point of view, I'm autistic. I've got a seven-year-old autistic son who goes to mainstream school because where we are, are, that is the only option. And I think that he and they are just as entitled as any other child to attend mainstream schools or, or receive the same education and opportunities as all other children. It's clearly just a, a basic human right. So why do some parents, do you think, choose to go to a specialist school over a mainstream school? Well, look, you're absolutely right, Orion. Autistic children are just as entitled um, as any other child to receive a really high quality education opportunity in an inclusive community. And and we can talk a little bit more about that as we go. Every child is entitled to that quality education opportunity. So what we know from what our parents tell us is that choice is a really critical element of the options and the broader education system that's available to them in Australia. You know, we all like to have a variety of options when we're selecting services, be it education or be it something at the supermarket. At Aspect, our parents tell us that when they're searching for the right fit for their autistic child, their choices where they have them are weighted by the opportunities for really highly specialised support and in a caring environment. And that's not to say that those things aren't available in mainstream schools, but they are things that they see very clearly focused on in our aspect schools. We frequently meet families who wish to enrol with us because their mainstream experience hasn't offered them that support, that acceptance, inclusion that they've been looking for. In terms of why, I think we're speculating. I've, in my career, worked in a range of school settings. And what I've seen in my own experience is that there are some incredibly gifted teachers in mainstream schools who are very focused on inclusion of students in classrooms. So where that works and it works well, parents do feel blessed for a range of choices, but it's not always the case. 
And I think that's where aspect comes in. Our dedicated focus is purely on providing children with autism that really specialised service and it's guaranteed. And only speaking on my own experience, I can't speak mm. on behalf of other parents. As an autistic dad with a autistic mm-hmm. son in mainstream school, I think the biggest thing I would say with regards to mainstream schools, the biggest issue is inconsistency. It's not like the passion or the, the want or the drive isn't there, although it definitely isn't in some schools. But I think mm-hmm. inconsistency is probably the hardest thing with mainstream schools because obviously, as you know, kids change teachers every year. You've got to kind of start the battle again every year. And they, yeah. might, they might start out passionate and then they get a bit tired. And from the point of view of a parent with an autistic kid in a standard a mainstream school, I feel like it's going to be the longest decade and a half of my life, just the advocating. So I can, I can see mm-hmm. what I can see why parents would choose a specialist school. But I think another reason clearly would be that the type of education model. So because this is something that not everyone understands when we talk about autism specific education, What are we talking about? Okay, that's a good question. And I think it does speak to what you're talking about around that consistency. What we would say we do is deliver a specific pedagogy to deliver the required framework for the state or the jurisdiction where our school is. And and what I mean by that is that we've got a particular way that we approach the delivery of curriculum content, which is different to what you would find in a mainstream or another school setting. So at Aspect, our way or our pedagogy uh, includes using different teaching methods that are more tailored to engage and support autistic students. You may have heard of Aspect's Research Centre for Autism Practice, RCAP, and RCAP provides us with an evidence-based research that is applied in practice in our classrooms. So one of the reasons that families are attracted again to ASPECT is because we use something in our pedagogy or our ACA, the comprehensive approach that we have in our schools, which is specific to meeting the needs of autistic students. So in the mainstream school environment, for example, teachers quite commonly are faced with the challenge of meeting the needs of a wide range of students. And our autistic students within that setting quite often become, I suppose, squeezed into a situation or forced to try and fit in with more generic approaches in their classrooms. And I suppose when this doesn't work and the autistic child is unable to engage in learning, it has a really enormous impact on their social, their emotional well-being and the development. And quite often that also has an impact on other students in their classrooms as well. And I think an example for me, our big stress at the moment for our son is it's swimming carnival and swimming lessons time of the year in Mm -hmm. mainstream schools. And... The idea is, well, every kid just, that's just what every kid gets in the pool and races and every kid has swimming lessons. And obviously we have our son in private swimming lessons during the week because we know um, how critical it is for autistic kids to, to learn how to swim. It's, you know, something like 60 times more likely to drown. So, but then the idea that it just, it's just a given to a mainstream school that the kid's going to get in the pool and race or they're going to do his, and obviously what's happening is he's not, right? He's clearly not. But then he just stands out like a sore thumb, like what's his deal? There's a lot of clear differences there because in this particular mainstream setting, even though there may be aids and assistance, he still comes up against these types of standardised experiences, right? Like there'll be athletics soon and then there'll be the next thing and the next thing. And yeah. it's he has anxiety at night. It affects him, right? Nights- yeah, that's yeah, that's that's and that's the social emotional kind of piece that I'm talking about when we use generic approaches. Everyone line up, let's go, jump in the pool, off you go. Mm. That doesn't work 
for our autistic kids. And that's what I'm talking about. We really have some very tailored approaches to the individual needs. So understanding and knowing what those pressure points or those anxieties are for an individual and what the triggers are and how we would help them prepare for the task ahead of them. That's critical to that, what I call the specific pedagogy or the way that we approach the teaching methodology to prepare kids for new experiences like swimming and sports carnivals, as you say. Which seems like nothing to some parents and some kids, but it's clearly not for us. Mm, now, that's right. what do you see as the benefits, the main benefits of how aspect education operates? And I guess, how do you guys track student progress? We just talked about, you know, standardised activities and things. I might start with the student progress. We really focus on that individual needs and wants through a process of individual planning. So to do that, we really have to understand the unique talents, the learning style and the needs of each of the students that we have. That's really core to the way we design and develop programs to meet student needs. We really work carefully with students and their families to co-design individual goals and to track their progress regularly throughout the year and, and obviously then report that back to families. Our staff and students really love to celebrate the milestones that are achieved. And we use a range of ways to report back on student success to families as well. You mentioned standardised testing or standardised approaches. I think it's probably important to say, you know, standardised tests have their place in schools because they help schools demonstrate the distance that kids have travelled along in their learning. At Aspect Schools, we use a range of different ways of assessing and tracking student progress that help us identify the learning journey. For some of our kids, you know, we might use a standardised kind of an assessment tool to help them monitor some things like, for example, their reading comprehension and this sort of general literacy progresses as a just by way of example but for some of our students we'd really be relying more on on observation checklists or photos and videos of of the student work to show the development in their learning. It's always really important, I think, to keep any kind of journey focus in mind that everyone has a different starting position. We don't, it's not like a generic running race where we all start at the start line and finish at the finish line. Learning for all of us, and particularly with our autistic students, we've got different starting positions and it's about understanding those really clearly. And there are going to be different ways that we will finish activities as well and recognising and celebrating that. At the heart of what we think about when we're measuring students' success in our schools is that they can move along those journeys in various ways and that they will actually have really different journey highlights along the way. And I think that's kind of a cool analogy if you think about travel. We don't all start, you know, on the same road and and finish at the same destination. That would be actually quite boring in life. And so I think one of the things we get to really celebrate at Aspect are the different kinds of milestones and the diversity that education brings. We do view learning as an ongoing continuum. So we're continually guiding students to reach for new heights and whatever those heights are for them will be different from one student to another. Yeah, and I think there's no ceiling to a height. Once you reach a height, you realise that there's a new height you can go to and then a new height you can go to and then a new height and so on. Yeah. 
And I think that just means that we really get to celebrate those individual strengths of people who come to us. And and I think that's the real joy of what we do. And I I believe that's why families are really quite attracted to the work that we do in our schools, that children aren't going to be, I suppose, lemmings on a, you know, on a treadmill, just all doing the same things that we really are quite individualised. And I think it's really quite aspirational what we do in the sense that we're really trying to break norms. And I think you use the word the glass ceiling. I think the sky is the limit with what we can see our kids achieving if we're not confined to lockstep norms. And so I think that's something that we really focus on in the way that we develop things through that individual planning that I spoke of. Let's talk about Aspects education approach to transitioning students into mainstream school. I mean, let's, let's talk through that. So, because that's actually, before you get going, that's an interesting thing. One of the points I hear in my head sometimes is it's great to go to an autistic school, but you're, you're not going to live in an autistic world or w- probably work in an autistic workplace or go to an autistic uni, right? So uh, that's, just, uh-huh. that's just my thought. That's just a, that's the first thing that occurred to me. So, you know, when you look at the transition, at some point we are still preparing children to thrive and have a great quality of life in the world we all share. And fundamentally, that's exactly what we're trying to achieve. What our transition model is founded on is, you know, being able to fundamentally provide a smooth continuum of learning within a framework that considers their lifelong learning, as you said. It's not our intent, can I say, to keep students solely in aspect school settings for their whole learning journey. What we're really trying to embrace here are opportunities for them to grow and develop as an accepted and celebrated member of a broader and inclusive community, which could include mainstream schools and activities beyond their schooling life as well, according to their individual needs. So there's probably two things I'd like to say just about transition generally it's sort of more just defining it for the conversation our comprehensive approach outlines that there's basically two types of transitions one is horizontal and the horizontal transitions are those things that we all experience on a daily basis but for students during their day-to-day routine and even non-routine activities like moving from one classroom activity to another so moving from a a maths activity to an English activity or moving from a classroom routine activity to recess or lunch or going home at the end of the day So those kinds of things are what we call horizontal transitions. And then we've got our vertical transitions. And these occur through key life milestones. As you mentioned, we really have a a bit of a focus on the vertical transition of little people coming in from preschools for the first time into our school settings. Or we'll engage in a, a vertical transition strategy or support when a student moves from primary school to high school or from high school to further education or TAFE or work placement environments. So understanding and supporting our students to make transitions, either horizontal or vertically, with us is really critical to build opportunities for them to engage in a more inclusive world. What we really believe is that inclusion is more than just giving our students skills and strategies to help them figure it out in the community. What we're really striving for, for our students, is for them to truly feel that they belong and are accepted without having to change who they fundamentally are. So we're not trying to fit those little round pegs into square holes. What we're saying is that our staff are constantly making adaptions to classroom environments to be more autism friendly. It's also why we spend a significant amount of time planning to work collaboratively with our partners in our host schools where we have our little satellite programs to educate receiving teachers and teachers in other mainstream schools and the staff in those schools or maybe even in a work placement environment to understand 
and promote inclusive practices. So we're not just about giving kids strategies to transition from one program to another, but in that horizontal transition, we're about working with other communities and other settings to help build more inclusive practices. You have talked about things like satellite schools, but also... Distant education, could you explain how your distance education program works? So distance education aspects are a relatively new piece that we've brought into play. Aspects distance education program basically allows students on the autism spectrum to learn from home by connecting with their teachers using a range of digital learning tools. This is a specifically designed program. It's registered and accredited by the New South Wales Education Standards Authority. So it is different to the sorts of things that we've seen students doing during our COVID lockdowns, where families have been given work or sent home activities. It is a dedicated program that is designed to be delivered in a digital way. So not unlike other school of the air programs, yep. if you've seen or heard of, yep, yep. We, we provide a full range of curriculum modules. Currently, Aspect are offering programs from year three to year nine. And while traditional distance education programs were obviously established to cater for kids in remote locations and you know thinking school of the air of the old days who had no access to local schools aspects distance education program arose more out of a need to support students who disengaged from traditional settings and who were waiting in some cases who were waiting for specialized placements so that's how ours evolved and that was where our need, our focus for the need of students came from. So just as in a regular aspect classroom, and I say regular and aspect, so as opposed to <laughs> our regular mainstream school, our distance ed programs are structured specifically to meet the needs of autistic students. So uh, the curriculum may be modified, the structure of the class activities are adapted, again, to best support our students and using those online modes. I'd probably say one of the exciting components of the distance ed program is, and again, very different to the the COVID-forced work-from-home model, is that there is a mandatory participation in, uh, it's about at least 15 days of face-to-face I suppose, kind of like a residential unit, which are held on our campus up in uh, the Newcastle area of our Hunter School at Thornton there. Okay. So that's something that's quite unique and different. We've seen some really, it's early days. We've only been in operation just on two years. We've seen some really, really positive outcomes and feedback from families and students and teachers as well. We've deliberately started small with that program. We do have a big dream around growing that distance ed program at Aspect. We just want to be really clear on what works best for this group and as you and I both know technology is not always our friend you know you have some technical glitches so we want to make sure we get that really right before we grow too quickly and grow too big and we want to also make sure that that approach with tech does really support and sustain the future of our of that offering. Currently, we've got just on 30 students in that program. So it's not enormous, but we think we're doing it really well and the, and the feedback from our families is, is great. And we want to just continue to demonstrate that success. I think in the next three to five years, we'll see that significantly grow, you know, as we learn from what we have over the last two years. Let's finish on big picture stuff, Marianne. As the sure. national director of uh, Aspect Education, let's talk about your vision for how autism-specific education and Aspect schools will look like in the future. Yeah, actually, this is a bit that really excites me. Aside from the development and growth of programs like the distance ed we've just talked about, 
We've got some really ambitious plans for improving the structure of our existing schools. And also we're looking to create some beautifully bespoke school designs within the classroom environments that we have, specifically tailored to meet the needs of autistic students. So we've partnered with autistic advisors and cutting edge design architects to come up with some rather unique classroom fit outs that do consider the appropriate types of lighting, acoustic controls, colour palettes, furniture and features that best meet the needs and learning development of our students. And I'd love one day to be able to show your listeners uh, and yourself some of what that actually looks like. They're really warm. They're inviting. In the last two years, we've built two new custom design schools, one uh, in southeast Sydney in the Loftus area and another one in Adelaide. The kids, I've got to tell you, absolutely love them and pleasingly so do the teachers. So that's always nice. (laughs) So I think it's a bit of a visual to be able to see what I'm talking about when you see these designs. They do allow for, you know, the tactile, the sensory, the needs of those students. And uh, so we're really proud of what we've achieved with those so far. Additionally, we're actually working on a further six school campuses this year to renovate and upgrade the facilities that we already have to reflect that new design standard and ensure that appropriate environmental adjustments, if you will, enhance the student wellbeing and learning. So that's exciting, but there's more. Um, (laughs) On top of this, we've just purchased a new property in the Lake Macquarie area to build a brand new school over the next two years, which is going to accommodate up to about another 70 or so students in a main campus facility. So again, the design and structure of that school is going to reflect the new customised designs that we're working with. So that's exciting. We're also looking I keep saying, and there's more. (laughs) We're also looking at further properties where our enrolment waiting lists are begging for new school placements for autistic students. In particular, we're targeting areas such as Western Sydney, where our waiting lists are particularly long. The South Coast is another area and some more regional locations that we're looking at for development. Obviously, we're gathering supporters and looking at ways that we can contribute to the development of new schools as we go. So that's all very exciting times ahead. I think as we are building all these new schools and renovating our existing facilities, we have to continue to ensure that we're creating the right kind of programs and support mechanisms. It's more than just buildings for us, although it's obviously very exciting to see a building go up that's customised and designed for an autistic student. We're also creating dedicated spaces as we build for therapy to occur side by side or with our teaching staff. You know, provision of that additional therapy, you you might appreciate as a parent yourself, being able to have that in a one-stop shop is really important and supports greater awareness in our communities to engage with therapy and see what our schools can do. So that's sort of another feature, I suppose, of what we're doing as we're building our new schools. Well, I mean, Marianne, I can hear the the passion and the excitement going forward in your voice. You're obviously very excited about the future. (laughs) Yeah, we have a lot to do and we've got a great community to work with to do that. Well, thank you so much for your time on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. No, thank you for yours. I love being able to tell our story and I'd really welcome people to reach out to us and if they'd like to see the sorts of things we're doing, we'd love to involve you and invite you to come along and see. My guest on this episode was the National Director of Aspect Education, Marianne Gosling. A Different Brilliant with Orion Kelly.
Once again, thank you so much for listening to A Different Brilliant. We really do appreciate it. Now, if this episode has resonated with you, make sure you share it with your family and friends so we can reach more people. If you'd like to continue the conversation, you should like the Aspect page on Facebook or visit autismspectrum.org.au. You can also check out my website and send me a message, orionkelly.com.au. A Different Brilliant is an Aspect podcast. Executive producers are Lisa Cassidy, Dr. Tom Tutton, and Julie Fenwick. I'm Orion Kelly. Thanks for listening to A Different Brilliant with Orion Kelly, an aspect podcast on the strengths, interests and aspirations of the autistic community. Our door is open anytime. So like the aspect page on Facebook or visit autismspectrum.org.au. My aim, make the world a better place for autistic people.